The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Sometimes rich, we came from the ATL. We are all here together this week. We were just chatting, man. We didn't, didn't hear the music coming on, but we were talking about rich. Uh, he thought it was Monday when it was Tuesday. Sometimes it happens when you back and forth. I know you've been going back and forth, coach. Coaching, uh, coaching rich is on. I mean, um, Ken is on that show. Yo, what's, what's cracking, lacking? What's up, fellas? Fellas. Sometimes that happens, man. When you back and forth, uh, in and out of hotels. Man, it's just you know it was a simple fact that you know the weather every week the weather's just been jacked up on the East Cam? Coast. <laughs> and I swear, I'm man, being for real, can't be funny. I know. I, 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 hey, look, he he was ghost for a month because he was in he the snow. He was snowed in too. He was moving. I was in and moving at the same time in the snow. Canada, ATL, it ain't a lot of snow in ATL. We got hit hard. First time in ten years it's been like that. Uh Okay, and coach, you was uh, but you you back and forth getting the steel hose together, right? Yeah, we you know we go to camp on Saturday, man. I'm excited. We got physicals on Thursday. We got a team meeting on Friday, and we have uh, we rock and roll starting um Saturday morning, man. Five thirty a.m. Everybody get, get it the in. Energy force. Yeah, we're gonna I'm hand them all out. I'm wait till everybody make the team first. I ain't getting trying to get all my energy force stuff. You ain't on my team. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wait till the yeah. You wait till the twenty. The twenty. The twenty. Uh, the twentieth come about is when I'll finalize the team and hand them out all the little perks. The average. I imagine you guys got a. Um, you guys got a like preseason games and stuff like that, or y'all go straight into it. We go straight into it. Unfortunately, um, we our preseason game we were there. We're trying to schedule. Um, uh-huh. it couldn't happen. So you know, with the short. Um, window that they had. So we you know what? It's fine. We're gonna have a black and gold game on Saturday. I was gonna so, say you guys gotta bang out with each other for a while. Well, under control. Yeah, a little thirty five, forty five minutes and get at it and then um we're gonna end up camp on the twentieth. So I'm excited. So when when should me and Ken come down? We wanna know when we need to show up, when it warm up. Oh uh, yeah, I'll I'll advise y'all show up when it warm up. We go to Green Bay on the on June on July June fourth, so it's gonna be exciting for me to go back up there. I haven't been up there in a few years. Green Bay. Yeah. Y'all traveling like that? Yeah, well, yep. Mm. Are y'all going to have a winning record by then? <laughs> we, we're going to have a winning record, record now. Yep, we're going to have a, a big winning record. You keep it up, I'm going to have a... I'm Ken, you trying to say the head coach, Coach B, you know he know his stuff. But yeah, you know what? I don't know why. You know, all of a sudden, he, it's how you get across to those players, man, because I'm idiots. Some of them, they, 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 you, know, you have yours. You know that's why we have our team meeting on Friday night. You know we're gonna give them dinner. We're gonna sit down, and then we're gonna close the door and get everything off our chest and get go. Like Kwame had down there in Mesa, are you? I was with Kwame in Mesa. So I know what we had down there. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, we we hey over at Mesa, we had some guys that was at community college 
for a reason, but they thought they should be Division One. Now, they didn't have that grade, so we, we was there for the kids first. Football was the way to get to school. They thought they was in school to play football, yeah. not using football to go to school. So exactly. Rich was doing study all with these guys, um, you know, every day. He was out there. I thought he was the head coach. He was out there with those guys every day. Um, but they know more than you when you're trying to help them. I never, I've seen that, but not that, not a bunch of losers all at once in the same spot. Well, that's why they where they at now because they don't know how to listen. And we try to tell them that, and we try to tell those clowns, you here for a reason. You here because you didn't get it done the first time. Some of them, because some of them guys just didn't get highly recruited. But you know, the majority of those guys, like you say, Ken, they there for a reason. Yeah, you can listen to your teachers in class, so we make sure you think you'll come out here and listen to the coaches who knows how to get you to the next level. Yeah, oh, we wasn't having it. We, we would play the guys that uh, – we weren't playing the best players. We were playing the guys that put the work in and giving them a fair opportunity. They could, we can explain winning and losing, um, whichever one happens. We can explain that and why it's happening. Now, a lot of those guys put a lot of their acts before the team, so they was more selfish than anything. Yeah, but we mm-hmm. can explain that. So we played the guys that worked hard, that went to class, that uh, that really had a passion for it. Well, the guys that went to the extra mile, something. like you know, I'm, I'm I've been saying this for the last two weeks, and I'm a Kwame. You understand what I'm saying? And for I, I can relate to what Mike Tomlin says a lot. I'm, I can't stand the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I respect and love him. You know what I mean? And he said something that to other, a couple weeks ago that just stood out in my mind. It's is as as understand, his players understand the fact that they play above the line. Yeah, you have to and, if you want to win. That is can. something that me and Kwame, while we were at Mesa, was trying to get those guys to understand. Play above the line. Don't just be don't don't play steady at the line. You want to play above the line. That's what brings that championship caliber attitude, and it would, that's what takes you to that next level. Is by playing above the line. Right. And that right there just stood out to me and. You know, thinking about when we was at Mesa, you know, we were pretty much saying the exact same thing, but not in the same wordage. And, you know, you had some people that jumped in and you had some people who didn't, so. Yeah. All right, fellas, let's, uh, let's not make a, it's really not about Mesa, but we are talking about this to make a, to make a point. Uh, how to get athletes really to understand you can be pushed and be pushed um, above that line, if you will, that, um, but I don't think you need to be pushed, Mom. I think you have to have a desire. You have the desire to play above the line. Yeah. You know, Ken had the desire to be a gump above the line. Ken, you know, um, we don't know about all that. Ken is a gump. <laughs> you know, a gump. <laughs> we don't know about all that. Let me ask you about all that. Oh, man, I'm going to ask you about this. Hey, my golf game is on point. Uh, <laughs> what was y'all Super Bowl weekend? Because I, I want to get y'all, I want to get y'all answers on what y'all think went wrong. But first, uh, I know in the midst of a of the Super Bowl. I know Ken was having a Super Bowl party at the house in his new spot. Um, oh, I he did move, didn't he? he yeah, he that's where I was at. We was moving. How the spot, how the spot Ken? How the spot? Party just Ken's spot? Oh, wait, I don't know where he was. He said he was having a party. First playoff game the Packers played, and I said the Packers go win the Super Bowl. Two jokers I know on the phone was like, he drunk. Huh? He drunk. Yeah, he remember that. Drew. Well, we didn't that. think it was going to be Philly, dude. Seriously, come on. Actually, yeah. the Packers win the Super Bowl or Pittsburgh lost it. Which one is it? Yeah, I no, like. I, I, I'm not. Go in. I'm about, the only thing I'm bothered about the Super Bowl is that you know I was rooting for Mike Tomlin. I still um, got that audio. Can't 
being drunk. I root for Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> defense. Um, but I know Aaron Rodgers is that type of player. I hate when they keep comparing him to um, Peyton Brown. Manning and Tom Brady because he's been that guy for three years. They just he's been putting those numbers up. He yeah. and if he wasn't on the shadows of Brett Favre so long, he would have probably been doing it after his second year. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised Green Bay won a Super Bowl because especially how they did it. And what you look at those guys' season, man. That season is that's a testament right there uh, of will and resolve. Three, yeah, they lose four or five games. They they lose their quarterback for two of those games. Uh, they lose about seventeen, eighteen injuries before. I mean, players 15, the 15 players at the beginning of the season, and you lose three more during the game. Doing the game, and then you lose three more during the game. They, if anybody, if they would have lost, everybody been okay. Look what happened when those guys come back there. They'll make a nice run next year. These guys got some resolve in them. Uh, maybe that's a credit to um, the, the, the head coach and his staff, the quarterback uh, Aaron Rodgers. But these these guys showed up and played, and they beat the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. And I say this because Pittsburgh Steelers made them one dimensional. They probably had ten passes in that game, um, five in the first. I say about twelve, five in the first half. Then Aaron Rodgers come out and say, "We're not running the ball; we're throwing it." Yeah, they only ran the ball what less than less than twelve the whole game. I mean, less than nine times uh, at the end of the third quarter. I think they only had nine re- running plays through the whole game. Right. I'm saying, yeah, nine, yeah, nine running plays. Running and passing, they were balanced. Okay, Rashard Mendehall down there had a hundred yards going into the third quarter into the fourth. Uh, but you talk about nine good. rushes for only, what, about uh, 20, 30 yards by uh, the, the, the rookie Starks, and, and they relied on Aaron Rodgers' arm. And well, that's what Mike McCarthy said, that's, we're, that's what got us here. I'm going to interrupt real quick, and I'm going to tell you, the, the, the key play in the whole game, and the we're defensive the coordinator-minded, no, the, the defensive-minded coach, um, you want free points, free points. Okay, well, your offense don't make the points. The defense makes the points. That pick six was the end of that game, and I knew it right then and there. You knew that right there? I, I felt it because that, that, that's, that's free six points. When you're playing against a defense like the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you can get free, a free touchdown, free points out of it, where your offense, you don't have to worry about getting a sack, uh, uh, losing an offensive player, anybody, and you get a pick six like they had, that's yeah, a turning point of that game. The rap of it, it was over at that point because they came down to score. Um, but let me ask you guys: was they didn't they didn't run a lot, Green Bay? Uh, but what they've done in, the, in their preseason games leading up to that, um, you think they had a whole lot with their linebackers, the Pittsburgh Steelers linebackers playing that close to the line? Because you when he was throwing those passes, those linebackers were not d- deep enough. If you guys watch the game, you will see. You would have saw that they wasn't deep enough. Those linebackers was, and they couldn't have been spying Aaron Rodgers because we want him to run. We, if he came down the field and was ran for ten yards, we want him to do that. But we want to hit him because he was getting hit for a while. And I thought it was take his toll, but he's he's he hung in that pocket and, and made some plays down the field that you know you you that's when you started thinking about uh, he's he's the next star. I'm not he's not the next star. He's one of these stars because there's a lot of stars in the league. You could talk about uh, all the all the great plays. From the quarterback position that we saw this year, but what they've done in that preseason game—I mean, I'm sorry—those postseason games leading up to this point, as far as rushing the football, do you think they had a lot to do with keeping the linebackers at bay? I think so. I think so. They, you know, I think that. Be, well, the reason the linebackers didn't have to to um, 
be so far out is because, you know, you don't have Jamarcus Finley or whatever his name is, Finley, the tight end. So, you know, your tight ends wasn't really um, known, wasn't really um, putting up good numbers the last part of the season. And it was the rest, it was, you know, the, the receivers doing everything. So the linebackers are going to stay close to the line of scrimmage because of the run game and the screen game that, this, that the um, Packers had. Yeah, and, uh, and with the simple fact that Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers being able to run a little bit. Uh, played in that game. Do what? Kansas. Kansas on the line, or he, yeah, I'm here. he snowed in again. Yeah, I'm he here. No, I think that the linebackers had to stay at bay because you got to respect the leading rusher for the Green Bay Packers this year, Aaron Rodgers. This right. man yeah. was beating yeah, running the ball and throwing the yeah, ball. Yeah, and during the game, he wasn't really running the ball that was beating him. It was his arm that was killing him. Oh, I know, but, I, but what I said is leading up to that, we got a minute before play, but leading up to that, they were running the football with Starks. They were running the ball. Um, so now you really got to count for that. But even 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 so, their linebackers, in my opinion, was too close to the line because Aaron Rodgers was torching them on those skinny uh, routes, those eight routes. Mm-hmm. He was killing them on them bang eights. Um, so the linebackers didn't have enough depth in the corner. It was barely, it was fingertips away. But if you need that linebacker to put some more height on and buy your cornerback some time, your defensive back some time, um, a lot of those could have turned out a whole lot different. But I think the running game, in my opinion, from what I saw leading up to this Super Bowl, leading up to that Super Bowl, was those linebackers were too close to the line. The inside linebackers, not the outside linebackers. The inside linebackers. But they were getting in. They they were they were they were getting to him. I mean, he took a lot of hits. He took a lot. He took quite a few sacks. Uh, he got a, he took a lot of uh, 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 force uh, force throws that you know could have led into interceptions. Um, he threw a, they were able to throw off a lot of those routes because look how many of those balls that were thrown behind uh, or or too far ahead because you know the linebackers get in there and, and as they're getting closer they're able to knock those guys off their routes. So they well, did let's do what they were going to do. We're going to take a break, we're gonna take and we're going to come back with that because we're going to talk a little bit more on that. we got a whole lot to talk about real quick in this brief session. Yeah, I got some. I got some. I got Coach's Corner today, y'all. Okay, we got oh, Coach's Corner. We might have a minute with Cam, but yeah, we got, got something to talk about. This is Kwame Sports Sometime. Rich with Cam from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. Holla. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Rich with Ken from the ATL. We are back. We were talking about the football, but we want to go to uh, I want to do a coach's corner um, right now in this segment. Also, coaches, uh, coach and Ken, I want, y'all think about a trivia question so we can get out our. Don't forget, we got Energy Force bracelet. Check out the EnergyForce.com. Check out the website. Um, again, I wear two of them, and they, and I believe in them. I work. I wear them. Um, for a whole lot of reasons, a little balance, a little stress, a little get some rest, uh, make you sleep well, goes takes you into a coma. Oh, really? I don't sleep. I wear mine too. They they good to go. Uh, let's go to the coach's corner. Well, coach's corner today is going to be about the media. I know I'm part. We're part of the media as a group here in the Cardinal Lassa. Sometimes Rich and with Ken from the ATL show, but you know you it's amazing how you know Aaron Rodgers goes out and does his thing on Sunday. And then the first thing out of people's mouth, media, ESPN mainly. I love I love watching ESPN, but sometimes I get sick and tired of hearing the negativity come out of those guys' mouth and the stupidity that comes out. You sit here and you talk about, well, you, Aaron Rodgers has won the Super Bowl. You know, he's done something that Brett Favre never did. He got Brett Favre didn't get the MVP of the Super Bowl. God, you guys self-proclaimed Brett Favre is the greatest Green Bay Packer ever. And then as soon as Aaron Rodgers wins it, you want to take away from what Brett Favre did in his centuries with the Packers, okay, and you want to anoint um, Aaron Rodgers, which is fine. Give Aaron Rodgers the due diligence that he belongs, that he gets for doing what he did this past season. But, again, don't compare him and Brett Favre. He has a lot of Brett Favre in him. You can see it, the way he slings the ball, the way he handles that offense like he did in on Sunday. But, again, leave Brett Favre, Brett Favre, let's go along with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a new Green Bay Packers quarterback. He had a great season. He ended up capped it off with a Super Bowl victory. He went to Disney World. He's chilling. Leave him alone. Don't bring Brett Favre up. Don't compare him and Brett Favre no more. Nobody really wants to hear that. Okay? Brett Favre did his thing. It's over with. Now it's Aaron Rodgers' team. The media needs to stop the negativity that they have the habit of just I don't think they know how, but you know, there's only so much you can write, and then they, you're right. I, I agree with you on that. If, if the guys on, the guys accomplish something, you win in the Super Bowl, you're the Super Bowl MVP, let that be what it is. If you want to write your stories, don't, don't occupy the TV time with, um, uh, is he comparing him to Aaron Rodgers? I mean, um, Brett Favre. But I, do you think they did the same thing with Brett Favre when he finally won uh, with Bart Starr? Because there's only been three quarterbacks that, how many times, uh, they had world championships, but Super Bowls is a, is a, you know, now in this day and age, this era is, is a whole, totally different story. Um, but I, I'm not, here's, here's where my problem is with the media, and I agree with Coach. Um, let that guy enjoy the height of his moment because. There's a lot of guys, man, in the National Football League uh, before, uh, afterwards, um, that may not get to play in the Super Bowl and, and haven't played in the Super Bowl. Uh, and then this guy and his team 
through all that resolve, got to the Super Bowl, and they won it. And here's what the media come up with, uh, a Brett Favre story, a Brett, comparing him to Brett Favre, a situation right. to take away some of the light that Aaron Rodgers did. Aaron Rodgers had a great year. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, he's had those great years. We can but agree with you, but let me, let, me, let me add my little bit before Ken go. Let me add my little. I'm glad, I'm glad Coach's coin was over with. Yeah, it, no, nah, it's still we still on Coach's corner because we talking okay. talking about the media. I'm still oh yeah, talking we're talking about, when you when you start talking about the media, that's what uh, alluded me to what I'm about to say. I don't I have a problem with the media and these the guys the vote guys in the Hall of Fame. The media, these are some guys that can do, uh, they can't do any of the stuff those guys that they voting for. Getting in athletically wise or or what what have you, but they got a strong pen and pencil to vote these guys into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and they can't do what they do. How can somebody vote you in that can't do what you can do? Or never do. We would be trying to vote them in. That's my little problem with the media. And we'll bring that back up um, before the Hall of Fame because the Hall of Fame is in August. But we want I want to talk more about that later. Can let me let me ask both you guys a question. Um, uh, you know, piggybacking on that, because I totally agree with uh, Coach, which is a rarity. But anyway, um, but I thought the whole concept of football and winning uh, future championships and Super Bowl, and even after uh, a player has finished his career with a team, is to draft another player in that position to lead them back to another Super Bowl to win a Super Bowl. They did that with Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre, you've been around here forever. You won us a Super Bowl. You were very successful, but it's time for you to move on. We have to draft a quarterback that can get us back to the Super Bowl. We did that. Why is there still such a, so a comparison between Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre? Because they you, both you won the Super Bowl within the first five years. Of draft another the quarterback that can get us there and win. You guys make uh, you guys make excellent points because that, that that is right on uh, that coach's corner, um, and then well, what you say, Ken, you do draft guys. You already don't care about NFL players, but don't when you draft a guy, you expect him to be the next best thing to take you to where you came from. So you guys make some excellent points. Yeah, I mean that's what you're supposed to. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl within the first five years, six years of them being on the team. Pretty much the same, everything same. Situation. The only reason Brett Favre didn't win the the uh, MVP, MVP that year was because Desmond took that kickoff turn, turned back to a touchdown. And a, right, Desmond was a huge. He had twenty some yards and return yards that put them in the position to win that game. Yeah, and and then he, quarterback don't always have to win the uh, MVP. What you want him to do is your team. It's more so of a team. MVP is a personal award. It's just a great achievement. That's what he's doing during the game. But he's not the only one out there on the field. So when Desmond won it, that was great. They didn't take away from Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers winning the world championship, winning the Super Bowl. Uh, now Aaron Rodgers uh, wins it. Don't 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 take him back to Brett Favre and then compare him. And I'm totally in totally in agreement with you, with you guys. Don't take don't take a light from away from him that you try to because he's been in the shadow so long. Don't take the light away if he's now earned and deserved uh, as being one of the top guys in the National Football League that way he does. Mm-hmm. Because if he would have lost that game, guess what? They would have been in the media talking negative. No oh, see, they never thought he, he'd never be the next Brett Favre. And, and Brett Favre was always sat on. Then we go going into next season. Can he do it this year? Can he right. be right. better and, than Brett and, Favre? That's all we're going to hear about. So I'm glad he won it so now we can stop hearing about Brett Favre. Yes. But unfortunately, I think as they get ready and get closer to going to another championship run, maybe get as long as Green Bay he's going to have a chance to Brett Favre. 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 Fav
come on. Yeah, well, I think once he also, wins two Super Bowls, I don't think we're going to ever hear about Brett Favre again. Well, I don't also, think we understand about something. Again, you know what yeah. else that bothered me? Not only that was the fact of as soon as the Super Bowl was over, a couple people on ESPN, the first thing out of their mouth is, well, Ben and the offensive lineman shouldn't have been at the, par- at the little bar having fun on Tuesday night. That's crazy. I mean, like, seriously, what did that have to do? What in Sam's world did that have to do with the game on Sunday? And that's Tuesday night. You're right. It's Tuesday night. Even if they was at home playing a regular season game, they would still be out, out on Tuesday nights. Anyway, Tuesday is the day off. Uh, well, Monday they got a half a day. Monday, some teams, uh, some coaches let them off on Mondays if they playing well. He know he got a veteran team and they can do that. Tuesday is really their off day. They go in there and watch film, get treatment, do whatever. They come back Wednesday. You enjoy your off day because you don't have any off days. Um, and if you're a professional about what you're doing, then you 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 focusing on football all all year or the whole season. And t- so when you do get off, they let that be what it is. Don't make a story out of it. I agree with you on Kwame, how many players are on the offensive line? How many players? Yeah. Office uh, six. Okay. So if you go out to dinner with your offensive line, which you've done every year before the Super Bowl, and I, I, you run I, I, I say six because, uh, you know, you, you have the uh, – yeah, dinner, A dinner tab for $800 with drinks, is that unnormal? It wasn't an Antonio Bryant – $50,000 part tab, I can understand. But $800 on your offensive line for getting you to the Super Bowl plus a $200 tip, it was only $1,000. What's the big You know man? what? Because they, they can't – this is the problem with um, – this is the problem, man, with the uh, – that, that's not a huge tab. $800 for those guys, one of those guys – meal might be $75, and he, gonna, he may have drinks or he may have dessert. Don't always add the drinks. Dessert is just expensive if, you, if you're in a nice place. One of those tabs, I mean, one of those guys may have $100. You know, some drink more than others. Um, but with those guys, that's not a huge, that's not a, a crazy bill to have when everybody's going out to eat. And then you got to leave the tips. No, so I'm going to come up what it is. But they, they have to make a story about it because mm-hmm. – they feel like it's crazy. They think it's just one person paying that much for himself or, or just throwing it on the bar and throwing it out there. It's crazy, and that, that goes back to what Coach was saying. Don't make a story out of something that's not a story. Dude, back in 2004, we went, I was in the Arena Bowl when um, Arizona was playing San Jose in the Arena Bowl. All the coaches from all the teams were in, in Phoenix. We went up to Scottsdale. It was me, a couple of ex-NFL guys that all were coaches. I'm not saying names, stuff like that. But we put out, we put about three thousand dollar bar tab at a restaurant up in Scottsdale, okay. And none of none of us paid it. The person that was with us paid it. He pulled out a black card and said, "Here you go. Thank you. Have a nice night." Yeah. They were mm-hmm. that, uh, on top of that. Yeah, but you know what? They, they, so they that ain't nothing. People spend that on. They spend that. Yeah, you can go on a regular day. It don't have to. They do that. People do that. Every somebody does that every day, and they're not football players, but it's not a story. So they're yep. just looking for the. Uh, it, 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 that's, that's a good point. People do that on a, a daily basis. I know. I know a group of uh, a group of friends can go out and spend that much. If you talk about something like seventy five to hundred bucks a piece plus drinks, yeah, no, that ain't nothing. That's three drinks actually. Actually, yeah. But here's the like story. People tell the story to a group of friends. Came out afterwards. What do you do for a living? That's what it's come down to. They all they want everybody want to know how how can you spend uh, eight hundred dollars on a tab? It's five or six of us. It's gonna come to that. Like uh-huh. we said, the black card came out. That's what it's gonna yeah. be. 
Mm-hmm. You, you like to go out and have a good time, but you gotta you gotta answer questions. Uh, they they asked uh, Hans Ward where you go. Everybody know he was in a, allegedly in the strip club. Yeah. So what? Uh-huh. He yeah. like entertain. If you went to the movies and saw a movie with naked women up there, what's the difference? Yeah. Hey, $15. Yo. $15. Hey, this is what we go do, me and you, just to prove a point, okay? All right. We're going to go out to dinner this week, take our ladies with us, and we're going to put it on Kwame's tab. And look, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. Put it on the Voice America Sports tab. Yeah, uh, I'll put, 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 put it on the Joker from Ohio State. Huh? Was that Joker from Ohio State? What's your coffee? Is your coffee bum name? Ray? That's my guy. We was in Dallas together, man. We had a, we had a good time. See, you ain't you got to hang out with somebody. You know, we, we had a good time. It wasn't no crazy, but we we went to the player party. The only thing about Dallas, it was cold. It was actually freezing. I left Arizona for that, but it was a little cool in Arizona, too. Oh, we saw all the pictures on that, but we was in Dallas. We had a good time. You talking about Ray Ellis, man. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. That's why I said it. I know he's listening. Yeah, you saw your wife fix the show, but we had—I tell you what—we had a—we had a real good time. And not only does it was uh, Ray, uh, the owner Jeff Spinard, we had um, Ryan, uh, Treasure, Ruben Cologne. Man, we had fun. We had fun. Oh, I should have went. I don't know why I didn't get invited. Uh, that's why I asked you guys what you was, you was doing. Can't say you were having a party. I think yeah. you were snowed in. Uh, I was snowed in last week. I was trying to get out of town. Yeah, I couldn't we could go nowhere. Get out of here. But with no snow drop. Get out of here. Hey, we gotta take to. a break. Uh, it's about thirty seconds. Uh, to the break. Me and we can ahead and do that. You want to come back with a minute with Ken? Yep. Yeah, I want to hear that. He about to go right. off, people. <laughs> Stay tuned. Hi, this is Kwame Lazar Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back and finish up this third segment. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice 
America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports. Sometimes Rich, we can't from ATS show. We live. We got a minute with Ken coming up. But before we get to that minute, I'm going to put something on y'all mind. We'll get to it. Uh, we'll probably get to a third segment. But just in case, the Dallas mayor disavows, disavows key presentation to Eagles quarterback Michael Vick. Whatever this guy does, he's, he's, he's got come, comeback player of the year award. He was, um, he was second in, uh, MVP, offensive MVP. Um, he, he goes out and gives speeches to kids, man, to do the right thing after stemming from what he did and serving his 18 months in prison. This is the same thing with Coach was saying. Along those lines, what Coach was saying, don't take the light away from Aaron Rodgers uh, to put it on somebody else. Vic served his 18 months. How much more time do he have to serve before you start not trying to trying to disembowel key presentations to the city and stuff like that? Uh, get this guy his due. He came back. You haven't heard a peep from him except that one incident. And um, I wouldn't say heaven, but he had an incident of going to a party in Chesapeake or Norfolk, Virginia. Um, but it wasn't his party. He was there. Anyway. We got a minute with Ken. I just want to throw that out there, and you guys speak on that. Then probably yeah, I'll speak on when Ken go off. Yeah. Go ahead, go off, Ken. Yeah, I'm going off today with my minute with Ken. With the, it's going to be with Commissioner Stern and the uh, the, and the media and the fans of the NBA. Uh, as you know, the All Star Weekend is this weekend, uh, this Sunday, uh, in Los Angeles, and uh, there was an opportunity for uh, All Star snub uh, to get voted in by the commissioner, David Stern. Because, Mm -hmm. of course, Yao Ming was voted as the uh, uh, NBA starter who hasn't played um, nothing but one or two games this whole year because he's out for the season with that foot that he hasn't played with in two years. But because there's a billion people in China that, you know, popularity voted this man as an all-star starter, um, and then the commissioner had a chance to replace this guy with – uh, you know, maybe on the Marcus Aldridge of Portland, who's having a, a tremendous, uh, almost an all-star MVP type season, goes in and votes in Kevin Love as the starter uh, to replace him. Um, I don't have nothing against Kevin Love. He's UCLA product. Oh, but he plays for the Timberwolves, who's a, who has one of the worst records in the NBA. What, look at this man, Lamarcus Aldridge, is doing over in Portland. They have a winning record. They're in contention. They're in third place. This man just put up two forty-point. 20 rebound uh, games in back-to-back weeks and is having one of the, uh, the best seasons than anybody all season and is currently third in the NBA in scoring. You mean you go snub this man for Kevin Love? I don't I just don't get it. David Stern, do the right thing. Please take the MVP vote, uh, not the MVP, the all-star voting away from the fans, which I know you really can because it's a, it is a, uh, a fan a vote, but, you know, maybe a third maybe, but Let's make sure that the right people should be starting uh, the All-Star game that deserves to be starting based on their productivity this year, like LaMarcus Aldridge, not Yao Ming. I've, I've, always, I've always said the fans shouldn't play a, a part that having, that having the, uh, a part in the, um, in the voting. It should come down to, okay, you're talking about the player. We're talking about NBA. These guys play each other every night, so they know what a guy doing to him. They know how a guy, what his role is to his team. You can see that. Uh, you can see it even when we play, when all of us play ball. You can see another guy, man, that guy's cold on the other side. The peers should do the voting. And even then, there's going to be some hating in that, but the peers should have a heaven, heavenly vote on that. Um, then the coaches and then the fans. Fans should the fans shouldn't be the first thing to come to it, but when you got so much money involved in a, in a business like this, and you need the fans out, the fans are 
fans really are selfish. I, I did I did a show with a guy, and we, we was having this argument. We wasn't having an argument. He and uh, uh, somebody else on the show was arguing about he's a part of that team because he's a huge fan. He thinks because he go to camp and watch them practice and he root for them hard, he thinks he's really that part of their team. So so if he can't make a decision or be angry uh, with decision, then he don't want to be a fan. And, and I thought that was crazy. But you do call them fanatics, uh, fans for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But the fans shouldn't have that, having that, that much of an influence on who goes to the All-Star game. Kevin Love, yeah, I agree. He's, he's good. He, he's doing, he's on the, but he's on the Timberwolves. He's on a team that's, that's not even doing that. So he has no choice to be good. He will stand out on the losing mm-hmm. team. Uh, but, but when you got a guy who's third in scoring, come on. Yeah, but, you know, again, on, on that, on Dallas. both of them, I, I kind of agree with both what both of you say, but I kind of disagree. Kevin Love has, yes, he's not on a very good team, but, you know, he's on a team that he is the main man, and he was, he's not going to get that, that, that look across the nation like the Blake Griffiths get. Now, Coach, name another player on the Timberwolves right now. Uh, Michael Beasley. But um, I will say this. Can I finish my thought? Thank you. But I will say this, that if anybody needs to shut their mouth, it's the other dude that plays with Marcus Aldridge, uh, the cat from Utah, Andre, whatever. (laughs) Andre Miller. Andre Miller. If Blake Blake Griffin had any any other swagger other than just wanting to play ball and being a good kid, he would smack the bejesus out of Andre Miller. What did Andre Miller say? He was like a calm, cool guy, a little point guard. Yeah, he's always running his mouth about something. He's the one that pushed Blake in his back, oh, in his that. back, a couple of weeks ago, and it made him and pushed him down. Blake got up and dunked on him, and that's how, you know, Blake Griffin's a dunker. Great, he does it, and he does it very, very, very well. He's gonna learn how to play eventually. He's gonna be okay. And I just think that Lamarcus Aldridge, yes, he should be in it, but I think that because of what Kevin Love has done and has brought a little visual. A, Eleven and they just they just won last night. If I'm Timberwolves just won last night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he has brought a little bit of um, vision to that team and to that area. So I think that you know he should have gotten the nod. There's nobody else on that team. There's nobody else. Oh, on that team. He can only do so much. They got rid of him out of Miami. He just Michael Beasley? Two points yeah. last night. That's why they had to get rid of this man out of Miami because all he does, he's lazy. All he does is shoots from three-point land, which they don't want him to. At 6'10", 265 pounds. You, like go, you, you go down in that floor and you do some banging and, and then work on a little short game. Then you all around. Then who, who, we, who we talk about uh, that's a big guy that can shoot out inside and out? Um and that's who uh, Love should be. Love should get inside, man, and, yeah, and bang from there, have a little twelve foot. He's a three. He shoot them three pointers. Like I mean, he's not gonna be. I don't. I'm. A, he can take a big man out there, but he can't take him out the dribble. But a big man can't get to him soon enough. Then yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be able to hit that three pointer. Yeah, right. he's the biggest guy down there on his team. He's six. He's not even a seven footer. He's six ten. About going about what two seventy five, two eighty, something like that. Really of course, he's rolls. going to be a wide, but he's going to get the most points, the most rebounds, because he's the biggest guy on the team. And look who they playing. I mean, there's nobody else that can score down low like him. There's nobody else that can rebound down there like him. So they have no choice but to keep going to him. But yes, you're right. They're only six games. I'm on seven games behind the late, the Clippers. Look at the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers Chicago Bulls last night, which is outstanding. Even Rose is 36. Both of y'all talking. Then you don't think he should be in it? Who? 
Um, Kevin Love? Aldridge. Marcus Aldridge or Kevin Love? If Aldridge, I, I think Aldridge should be the guy in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll say Aldridge because, you know, he's, you know, he's having a very good season in Portland. Um, but, you know, I just think that, you know, because of what Kevin Love has done, and for me, you know, I can say a couple of years ago when we were talking about what Dwayne did, Wade did, I thought he should have MVP last year. Um, to that argument that we had, you know, I just feel that, you know, it's about what you're doing now. And, yeah, he has a supporting cast in Portland, but Love doesn't really have that supporting cast. But yeah, he's still putting up good numbers. You know, that's – I guarantee that you, that gives, uh, to me, coach, gives I guarantee you, if uh-huh. I put you in uh, Minnesota right now, you're going to stand out. And you ain't played basketball in a minute. I guarantee you, I know this. You on the field, they are sorry. You you got to stand out when you got. Okay, I'm not saying he's not a superstar. Let, let's let me let's let's clear it up. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not saying he he's he's not going one day be an all star. But when you got a six ten guy uh, like that. Okay, that's fine. You can hit the three. That's nice. That's that just put more uh, arsenal to your game. Get down low and show me you got you got an all around game. You got the guys that. Go down low, uh, take the big man outside. Now you can create mismatch. There's no mismatch with him. He's just gonna shoot from the outside. Now if I got a guy like Love, I can take him inside, destroy guys. After beating them up, he's tired. Fourth quarter, I'm breaking him outside. I'm doing what I do. I'm popping the threes in his face. Now I open up everything for the rest of my team. The rest of his team is sorry. <laughs> He's not going to be an all star. I'm just going by. I just go by the numbers, and and it really is, is is what we all agree that the fans shouldn't have a heavy part on on picking this all star game. And then when you when you got the commissioner who can do the right thing and doesn't because it boils down to money. He want to keep Minnesota as a small market. He want to make sure they get some exposure by having one of their guys into the uh, all star game. Mm-hmm. But I do think that every team should have a represent, represent a representation in the All Star game, one way or one, one fashion. That would be ideal. That would be ideal. But so that's why they created the. It used to be the. It used to be the. They got a rookie in a sophomore game. Uh, but it used to be the guys that came out last year playing against some some of the veterans. Yeah, it should be. So they're trying ways to get everybody from a different team out there. But the main game is the All Star game. That's what we want to see. You go to the, you go to the, it's like when you go to the Super Bowl. You go into games on Sunday. You won't watch all the other stuff in between. Have fun. You may take your kids and do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the All. That's what the rookie game and stuff like that is. There. And it's fun. It's yeah. fun. But yeah, if you don't see a Kevin Love at the All Star game, it's gonna be pretty much like, eh, you know. But if you don't see a Lamarcus Aldridge out there, that's when you really like, wait a minute, how the, how do he get snubbed? That will really raise the guys in there. The other guys that did make it, they wondering why he's not here. That has, that's not going to be um, that's not going to be the last you hear about because other guys gonna say, well, we know what this guy doing with us. He's in Portland, okay. Twenty uh, five year old guy, you got a chance to create a superstar. If it's about the business of it, he's twenty five years old. You got a chance for this guy possibly going uh, multiple all-star games, but you got to get him in. If you want to make you want to make love a household name, then and get Lamarcus Aldridge because it's like in the NFL when you go to the Pro Bowl, the coaches that coach those teams have the option to bring another guy in, and most time they do bring that guy in, but it be from their team they coach. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this scenario right here? You got somebody uh, uh, Popovich who's going to coach the West. He brings in three of his guys. He brings in Tim Duncan as another Ford. The worst kind of year. He's having the worst year of his career right now, Tim Duncan. 
was that fair for Popovich to actually select Tim Duncan instead of he could have did the right thing and brought in LaMarcus Aldridge? Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to bring my guys in. That's what I'm doing. Now, if Stern want to be the commissioner, he want to be the guy, uh, then, yeah, you bring your um, – you, you do the right thing and bring LaMarcus Aldridge. Keep love in there, too. There's room for everybody. You can make room for everybody. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, and we'll come up. We'll finish that last segment, guys. This is of the Sport. Sometimes Rich McKinnon from the ATL. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and finish up that last segment. we got about nine minutes. We need a trivia question also, fellas. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Really, seriously? Uh, last segment, and I'm in my sexy voice right now. Cause, uh, oh, God. Please, that's, that's how I do it. I we talking about a whole lot of stuff. Man, it's good, but we do got a trivia question. 888-346-9144. Uh, we'll try to come up with one. But here, here, here's the trivia question. Who did the University of Kansas beat up on last night? They are 23-1. and also, who beat the University of Kansas, and where did they beat the University of Kansas? If you can't get that one, answer this one. Ray Allen is about to pass who for the all-time three-point shooting? Who is he about to pass? If you can't call in, first one to respond to it on the um, on the uh, fan page that Ken does a good job on, uh, we'll be sending you an Energy Force bracelet. If you don't know what the Energy Force is, uh, go to energyforce.com, check it out. All right, fellas, let's move on. Those are the trivia questions. I'm not going to remember them, so you can. Hello? 
we lost Kwame? That's a good thing. It's good, yeah. No more yeah, sexy no, voice. We, what sexy voice? We ain't got no sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> so answer that trivia question, folks. Give us a uh, – we'll give Kwame a call <laughs> or give him a tweet. Good, yeah, uh, give him a call it. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, go Jen, to the fan question page. for you. Uh, we always try to get uh, people to come to the fan page and leave us uh, uh, your comments about any of the posts on there and, and definitely get your game with ours. You got yours? I got mine. Got mine. Hey, Ken, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Last week, um, we're going to NBA and basketball since Kwame is off doing his own thing. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? I mean, I'm a, I don't like Chris Bosh. I never did. I think he's overrated. I think he's a buster. That's just my thought process. But when you get it in Kevin Durant's face, you need to really check yourself because, number one, he ain't the normal kind of kid. He's from – D.C., he's a little rough, PG County, does his thing. Uh, but he balls, and he balls on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And he ain't going to let you sit in his face like some guys will. Mm-hmm. And what do you, th- what do you think about that situation? Well, you've got to look at this also. Uh, all you, all you, every time you see Kevin Boss outside the courts in the news, he's always bombing around with that little girlfriend of his, right? Chris Boss? Yeah. Okay. He's always bobbing around with his little girlfriend. He's always in these pictures at the games, looking sweet with his little braids back, you know, with his little lips puckered up. That's the only time you see him. Kevin Durant is about business. You can tell this man is, is, is handling his business. He came coming in to prove that I'm going to be the best player in the NBA. He kind of got that Michael Jordan, that Kobe Bryant, that, that uh, Kevin Garnett type attitude. And somebody with an attitude like that, there ain't no punk. They coming from. They gonna make sure that anybody they get in their face, they gonna check on like all three of those players have ever been able to do. Chris Bosh, you mess up, you're barking up the wrong tree. That is definitely somebody that I wouldn't try to get in their face and try to check them like that. I wouldn't. We got a caller on the line, not, Kevin Hart. Yeah, what's Kevin, going on? What's going on? We having technical difficulties with Kwame still? No, I'm I'm here. What you talking about? I heard everything you said. So you didn't get cut off? Whatever, you hit the mute button or something? Uh, no, no. We got a we got a call online though. Kevin, oh, what's going on, caller? What's going on? How y'all doing? Chilling, man. What's up? Yeah. You, you got the trivia question? Or you just joining the show? I, I, I'm just joining the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what you guys said about that Kevin Durant, Chris uh, Bosh situation last week? I got it. You know what? To be honest with you, I agree with what my man just said. You know, Chris Bosh, I, 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 I respect his game as a player, but he is—he—he he, he doesn't pose to me as a type of player that would be somebody who I would be, you know, afraid—not not necessarily afraid, but cautious. Like somebody like Kevin Garnett, you don't really want to just run up on him. You know what I mean? You know, what somebody I mean? like Chris Bosh. You know and I'll tell you this: I, uh, Chris Bosh and Kevin and uh, Durant. If they get both get ejected, you still got Dwayne and um and and James. So yeah. I could trade them two for a, for a better player. Durant is way better than Bosch. I could yeah. trade that off. That's a good trade off. Take me out the game. We still got two superstars on the Heat's team that win the game. Now you can see yeah. Durant gave them guys problems um, the whole game. So that's that's yeah. been a good trade off. If he trying to if he was trying to get that uh, that second ejection for the both of those guys, that'd have been a great trade off. You can't yeah, get that, that, out of the game. Yeah. Hey, Carla, let me ask you this. Do you yeah. feel that Chris Bosh really deserves to be in the uh, All-Star game this week after the kind of season he's really having to get paid all that money? Uh, 
Well, to be honest with you, that all-star game, I don't think that determines whether you're an all-star player, to me personally. Exactly. Because, because there's a lot of people that are not in that game. Ellis is one of them. A lot of people that are not in that game who I think are actual all-stars of the NBA, you know, by their play or the court. So I don't really look at I don't really look at this all-star game. I don't remember who views it this that way, but I don't view it as okay. These are the elite players in the NBA because a lot of times, just like the Pro Bowl, a lot of it is okay. What who you are, what your name is, and how much you're getting paid. You know what, Carla makes a great, that's a great point. And I, they need to change it from all-star. All-star is only for fan base. They need to try all-fame team. Who's the, who's more famous in the light? Who's more in the light? That's why you, we talked about guys, uh, a second ago, we talked about love. He's, he's in Minnesota. Who don't I know about him? Except yeah. that we, he, he stands out because of what he does on that team he's on. Either one of us can go on that team, and I guarantee you within two weeks, Somebody know who we are, not because we yeah. just fly, because it'll be easy to stand out and make some point, whether it be hustling or getting the, doing the dirty work. It'll be easy yeah. to stand out because that's why they're losing. We can go do that and, and Cleveland and stand out. So I agree that it's, uh, when he signed that big contract, that was news for all the offseason. Um, so that made him... Uh, that made people know who he was. So when it came down to voting, he's with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, let me put him down. Let me yeah, sign that yeah. box right there. Let me let me circle that in. Uh, same yeah. thing with the um, and call you, Kevin. You make a great point. Same thing with the um, Pro Bowl and all that other stuff. It's not really because there's more. And Ken, you said it. Lamarcus Aldridge, he's an All Star, but yeah. he's not in there. Yeah, because it, because it's, it's it's what the person does for their team, and a person exactly. like Lamarcus Aldridge, he he is the trailblazer. He is their team, especially with Brandon Roy being out. You know, he does a lot more for his team than a Chris Bosh would do for Miami. You see, so the All Star game, like you said, it, it's just about fame. You know, because it's, they got the big three in Miami now. You know, okay, let's just put all three of them in the All Star game. So, we got uh, yeah, two minutes for break. Let me let me let me quickly uh, switch that. But that was some great points. Let me get you guys. Do you uh, you guys agree on who was selected to the Hall of Fame? Uh I really do. I have no problem with the Hall of Fame. I think that you know, for Andre Reid and Tim Brown not to get in, but Shannon Sharp to get in. Dion yeah, that's was, what I, we all know that's what's what I was going with it, but uh, I did want to get a difference in opinion uh, from you guys who, who who watched this thing carefully. I I I I, I, th- I think I agree. I think now Tim Brown will be a person that I thought should have been in there, but I don't know who you take out. You take out Shannon Sharp. I, I, I think Tim Brown, here's why Tim Brown can't get in. Here's why he's now turned to a third, probably a fourth ballot. Um, and he's not one of those guys that was the all-star or a Hall of Fame on his team. He was all of them throughout the league because of what he did for his team and around the league. The numbers don't lie, really. Um, but when you got Andre Reid, when you got Kevin Carter and Tim Brown on the same ballot, those vo- those votes get taken away so much, then you listen to uh, Shannon Sharp at tight end spot that he can get those votes. Uh, but when you got three receivers, it's not so much that they're not good enough to be in. It's so much that they take away from each other with the voting. Yes. And, well, my uh, but, question uh, is, why are you only going to have one receiver go in? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I, I, yeah, like that's the only part I would disagree with. You know, but um, Shannon Sharp, a lot of times what they look at with – 
with uh, the Hall of Fame and Super Bowl wins too. Yeah, and and, yeah, and I think know, that has something to do with. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with because if you have a great team, I could be the sorriest person on my team. But if I'm on a great team, you know, I'm gonna get three Super Bowl rings. <laughs> yeah, and you, you know, may not have to do it. You may well. I wouldn't say that, but you got as long as you can, as long as you're consistent. And you're on yeah. a good team, like you said, and my team got to the Super Bowl three, four times, and we won three times, and you've been consistent. That yeah. is, is, you start getting labeled as that. It's unfortunate, yeah. man. We got a, we got about 15 seconds before we get out of here. Tim Brown, the man, number two receiver all time behind Jerry Rice at the time of retirement. He should be in there. He was loyal to one team and one team only for all them years. And he was Absolutely. Always- I, I agree with you one time. That's unfortunate. And we, and we can make a huge story out of this, as we do in other cases. But Tim Brown should be in the Hall of Fame, and that's just some nonsense. They better get yeah. it done right. We got about 10 seconds. Are you ready to any final words, Coach? Hey, we get ready to go to camp, man. I'm excited. I'm ready. Hey, talk T.O. say, get your popcorn ready. On our way to the ring. Come down there, man. We can come down there and support you. You already know that. Uh, Kevin, appreciate you calling in, man. No appreciate problem, you, Kevin. Uh, come join the show anytime. All right, this is the Quarm Life of the Sports Sometime. Rich, we're Ken from the ATL. I think we had a pretty good show. We keep it moving all the ways. Uh, Take the fan Rich page. is out the snow. Ken is out the snow. We'll be back next week. We'll see you guys then. All right, holla. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.